Oh, I'm so excited for this podcast because mamas, this one goes out to you. I'd love you to pour a cup of tea, get on your comfy couch and put a warm blanket over you and just really get into this story of this beautiful woman I'm about to share with you, Gloria Haynes. She's a wife to an amazing husband and her best friend. She's a mom of five. She has a blended family and a nana to five wonderful grandchildren. Her family is her most treasured part of her life. And for her, spending time with each and every one of them brings her the most joy. Gloria loves to spend time in personal development and she really wants to become the best version of herself and grow stronger in her faith. And that is really skimming the surface of who Gloria is. Gloria and I met through a business and she then became one of my very first clients when I got into life coaching. And Gloria stole my heart from the beginning. Um, You will get to know her through this conversation, but what I'll tell you is she's one of the most loving, warm, and gentle human beings I've ever met. She is a faithful woman, which I'm always very attracted to. And her story was something that really rocked my world because I knew who she was, but how she got to who she is today is quite a journey and story. And I know there's other women out there who will share this with her. So Gloria, I know this is your first time doing a podcast and this is a new experience for you. And I also know this is one of the first times you've ever shared your story publicly. And so I want to honor you, let you know this is safe. And the people listening in are just sending you love and encouragement and all the beautiful vibes that you deserve for being so brave and vulnerable with us today. So thank you. Well, Jen, I'm so honored and blessed to actually be here. I think it's important to share our learning lessons with others so that they don't feel like they're alone. You're right. You're right. Sometimes in life, and I I don't want to compare traumas because everybody's trauma feels so significant and big to themselves, but I think sometimes in those traumas, we feel so alone. And I really want through this podcast to not only share business tips and tricks and help people elevate their lives when it comes to success personally or with business, but I also want to really highlight those stories in life of hard times, dark times where we have come back and created this beauty, this silver lining to something that was just not fun to work through. So I feel like I just want to start from the very beginning with you. I love learning about people's lives. So I usually start with like, tell me from the very beginning in your childhood, what was that like? Walk us through your story. I grew up in a little town called Napanee. And as a teenager, just getting into high school, I remember my parents telling me that we're moving to Stratford. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, Stratford, where the heck is that? And um, I remember feeling very overwhelmed because it was so big. Um, Really, it's not that big, but uh, for me, it was big because I was so used to small. I went through high school there and at a very young age, I was really kind of lost as a teenager. I wanted to really fit in with everybody else. And so I thought, if nobody else is going to love me, then what's that all about? So I got married at a very young age and big mistake, big, big, big mistake because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay. And um, so that didn't last very long. But um, out of that relation, that marriage came my beautiful daughter, Amy. And um, so I lived alone with her for, for quite some time. And um, eventually I got married again. Um, and uh, had two more children, Kristen and Brandon. 
I thought my marriage was all roses and peachy keen and everything was good. And then one day, my husband sat me down and said, I'm leaving. And I was like, just torn to pieces because I couldn't grasp or I couldn't understand why, when everything looked so good that he was leaving. So once again, I felt really defeated. I felt really not wanted. And, and um, so I struggled. I struggled for a lot of years. And um, I decided to raise my children on my own. So for 17 years, I took on that task of being a mom first. And of course, I did some dating, but they were my, my top priority. Mm. And we moved to Woodstock. And I was living in Woodstock in a very, very bad relationship. The relationship was very demeaning. And so once again, I left that relationship feeling really defeated. But while I was in that relationship, that's when I would say the, the most tragic thing ever in my life took place. September, September 5th, 2001, I was at my place of employment and I got the most horrific phone call. It was the police. Oh, dear. So um, it's everybody's worst nightmare. That phone call that says your son has been murdered Ugh. or or a child has died. Whatever the case, um, it's it's terrible for everybody. And um, of course, they didn't have a lot of details when they called me other than he had been stabbed. And so I had to get home to Woodstock and um I was able to call a couple of good friends that were my angels that day and drove me back home. And because I was in a very uncomfortable relationship, I didn't even feel comfortable to call my partner at the time and say, could you come and get me? Oh, dear. So not very supportive, which makes it really difficult for anybody in, in that situation. And of course, at that time, my faith was not really all that strong. And of course, when something tragic happens, like that, you really start to question, why? Why are these things happening? Like I said, September 5th, 2001 was the beginning of my journey. It was a lengthy journey because when someone is murdered, it, there's a lot of logistics, figuring out what happened and what went down. And the sad part was that I didn't even get to plan the funeral for my son because my son was raised by his, his grandmother for the most part. And that's a story for another day. She felt that it was her right to do that. And I just didn't feel strong enough to fight um, and stand up for myself. And do I regret that? A little bit. But I learned so many lessons through this whole journey that I'm really thankful. You know, I'm sad that I lost my son, but I'm thankful that I was able to take away a lot of great lessons. For me, what makes this tragedy even harder, or it was even harder at the time, was that on September 11, 2001, when 9-11 took place, I was burying my son. Oh, my gosh. And so it was just, it seemed like just one thing right after the other. And um, so I was feeling pretty deflated. I was just trying to be strong and get through everything that I needed to get through. Yeah. It was only in June of 2002 that we had the final final verdict of what went on. So those six months, I guess, were pretty tough six months for me and for my children because they they lost a brother that they didn't really know all that well. Mm. And for that, I felt very sad. And I 
I beat myself up quite a bit about that, but I'm certainly okay with it now. But it was a long journey to get there. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine. So. Well, first of all, I just want to honor your son and want to honor you. I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> um, it's not about me. I'm, my emotions coming just in awe of your bravery. And as a mom only, I can't even imagine. None of us can imagine unless we've experienced what you've experienced, what that would even feel like. I am so grateful to hear that you had friends who stood by you during that time and that you had those angels who had your back. And I also can only empathize and imagine what your other children must have felt and the confusion and, and the, it would, I can imagine it was chaos as well, just with, um, the investigation and, and police. And you also have somebody else involved in this. There was this person who did this to your son, mm-hmm. which adds another element and layer that mm-hmm. I don't know everybody would be able to understand. But how, how did that work? Did you know the person, if you don't mind me asking? No, I didn't know the person, but I was, I was very sad to hear that it was Curtis's best friend. Oh, no. It was a very, very good friend of Curtis. and. Um, Unfortunately, Curtis, um, he, he chose, um, I guess what I would want to say is an illegal life. Okay. Instead of going and having a regular job, which he knew he could have, he was a smart, smart boy. Um, I always remember Amy telling him that if you would just apply yourself, Curtis, you could go so far in life. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember his uh, girlfriend at the time, she said he chose to make money illegally And he was a criminal that paid a price for his choices and a very high price for his choices. And um, it was all over money. And and the message I, you know, tried to get out to many people is that, you know, when you're going to do something, think about the price that you're paying for for what you're doing, you know. Um, And to think that a best friend could take somebody's life just because of money. It's just so heart-wrenching and it's just so um, heartbreaking to hear. I'm sure Amy wouldn't mind me saying this, but uh, you mentioned, Jen, that, you know, the kids must have struggled. Amy struggled the most because she knew Curtis the most because she was the oldest and they were like best buds. She really, really struggled for a long time. It was only in the last few years that Amy worked alongside my husband to take some steps to really dig into the investigation and his parole knowing that he was out on parole bothered her. So she wanted to understand that. And she was able to find forgiveness in that. That was the most beautiful thing. I imagine that was healing for you in some perspective, witnessing your own flesh and blood, your daughter work through this tragedy and this hard time and all the confusion and emotion attached. And I can only, I would just think of myself. I imagine that really makes you want to stand up and do the same for yourself because for being strong for your kids, but also I know our children are sometimes our greatest teachers. They are. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm so happy to hear that, that she was able to forgive. And I bring this story up, not because it's comparable by any stretch of the imagination. It's just something that I think I can relate to you with is my grand, my grandparents were hit by a young, young boy. um, And my grandma was killed in that car accident. And I remember never feeling anger towards him, feeling so much sadness and hurt to know that for the rest of his life, he, that's his punishment to remember how being careless and rushing and doing driving illegally, you, you 
changed not only my grandma's life who lost her life, but my papa who suffered from a severe brain injury and then the ripple effect through our whole family. And I was so grateful in that time because again, it was very confusing, but so grateful at that time to have that heart of um, forgiveness for him, knowing the punishment is far beyond what the law or anybody could possibly imagine having to remember what you did and and the actions you took. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to forgive him? It took me a long time to just absorb everything that happened. And Mm -hmm. and of course, not having a faith for me made it really, um, really difficult because I, you know, I always try to learn from my mistakes and move forward. For me, it took a long, long time because I just didn't understand. And and for the longest time, I'll be honest and say that I really felt like I was being punished because of letting his father take him from me and raise him instead of myself raising him. But as I've grown, I've I realized that sometimes we're put in places to make decisions that we don't understand at the time, but God has a bigger plan for us. Mm. Yeah. So oh, bless you. And you know, I, I don't know how to, someone would work through this without a faith. You, you did. And I'm so grateful to hear that that's such a strong part of your life right now because you wouldn't be able to make sense of it. I mean, it would just feel so finite and confusing and, and yeah, like you're being punished. And I know you were, you explained earlier on that, you know, you were looking for love. And if you were looking for that at that time in an unhealthy relationship, I can imagine as a woman, you know, take the mom aside. Cause obviously as a mom, we care for our kids, but take that aside as a woman, Gloria, as her individual self, you must've felt very distraught and confused in terms of what life wanted of you. Absolutely. How did you get through that? Like, what was that like? How how did you move from that feeling of, I can't find love or I'm looking for love. And then this tragic moment in your life, losing Curtis to now being this woman who has fully embraced a personal growth journey. So what happened after Curtis passed, I really felt that I needed a change. Of course, I was unemployed at the time too. So um, I found that I felt that that was even harder because I had too much time to think. I had too much time to focus on you know, all the stuff that happened and being angry with people because they were trying to take over my life and do the things that I felt that I should be able to do. I think God was there without me really knowing that he was there and and putting me on a new path. So I I was looking for a job and I just jumped online and seen one in Paris. And I thought, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to apply. And if I get the job, fine. If I don't, whatever. Well, I got this job and Jen, it was a dream job. Oh my goodness. It was like everything I ever dreamed of a small family company. Um, You know, I could work eight till five and it was perfect. It was the perfect job for me. And of course, some people are not going to believe this, but I decided that, you know what, because I'm still looking for love, I'll jump onto Lava Life and just see what's out there. And I dated a couple of people and never really paid too much attention to it just kind of to burn some time and and feel like I was doing something. And I kept getting this message on Lava Life. And I'm like, what is this dude doing? (laughs) And um, so eventually I responded to his smile. And that turned out that it was my husband. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And I'll tell you, I read his profile and I thought, you know what? This is just way too good to be true. Like, I don't believe it. I have to call this guy. Like, I have to have a conversation. I was smart about it, of course. But we talked for hours and hours and hours, and he was just, it was just like God put him there for a reason. Hey, hey, yeah, just, just one second. 
I just need your attention. Yeah, you, I'm talking to you because I need your ears perked up a little bit. Okay. So here we are. Two years ago, I am a very successful businesswoman and I am living the dream life according to what society tells us. I'm traveling. I have financial freedom. I have time freedom. All the freedoms that people are seeking, I'm truly living and immersed myself in. However, I couldn't hush the whisper that turned into a loud voice telling me that I was created for more. And I lived in this lie that in order to do more, I had to choose. And here's the beautiful, real truth. You don't have to choose. And that's why I designed this beautiful program, VIP Icons, because my whole mission is to show successful entrepreneurs that you can add spokes to the wheel without hurting one or the other. And as a matter of fact, the more spokes you add that are complementary and make that wheel whole, the more whole you will be. So if you are who I was two years ago, where you're having these tugs and sort of intuition for more, but you're not sure how to do that, come out on the skinny branch with me. Allow me to help you, guide you, give you that accountability, the community, the experts, all the resources you need to build this incredible personal brand that will leave a legacy for a lifetime. Go check it out. It's www.jenspiegel.com and I know I gotta spell that last name it's funky so it's Jen with one N S Z or Z P I G I E L so jenspiegel.com click on VIP icons and apply I am very particular about who can join this group I only have a few spots left and it is for a full year with me so we have to be in alignment with each other apply let's have a conversation and see if this is a good fit for you I personally would be shocked if this wouldn't fit every single need, desire, and sort of question and answer that you have. I'll see you over there. So I think that it was a combination of me crying out for my faith, trying to find that, like, you know, you hear some people say, oh God, if you're really there, then do this. And I mean, it wasn't that drastic, but I was really craving that in my life. And um, through my husband, that's when my, my I got my faith back. And uh, my faith started to grow. Beautiful. And um, that's why I say he's my best friend. I bet. I think, you know, in relationship and partnership being, well, I guess you weren't at your ultimate low because you'd found your, your dream job. You were putting the pieces back together, but still having some of those things to work through and having this person that just, I mean, isn't that divine that of all people on Lava Life, this gentleman seeks you and finds you. I just think that's a divine appointment. And then you're able to walk through this together with someone who I know honors you and loves you. And those, those relationships prior, you end up, I know for myself, you end up realizing they were all in preparation for this perfect person. Absolutely. You wouldn't be able to love him the same and appreciate him the same and really take on that partnership the same if you hadn't been through hurts and times where you weren't treated the right way at all. I, I know that for fact for me, and I can only imagine that would be yeah. truth for you too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's amazing how you feel when you find that, that right person that respects you, that loves you unconditionally and supports you. I do believe we have to learn to love ourselves. And that was something you were seeking. Did you find that with him or was that something you accomplished on your own now that you had the job and then you were able to 
build the relationship? What came first? I think that before I met him, I was slowly learning to like myself and, and love who I was as, a, as an individual. Good. And I think a large part of that was also due to, I had loving children. They were just like always very appreciative and respectful and affectionate with me and supportive, even though they knew that I had made lots of mistakes and that their lives were interrupted in some state of being, but also finding a job and a company where they accepted you as you were and um, valued you and appreciated you for what you were doing. So I think that it was just a slow progression of um, finding and being around the right people. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And how I just... I find, and I mean, this, I embrace all beliefs and spiritualities. I do believe, I do, I will say, I will be so bold enough to say, you have to believe in something. We have to have some connection outside of ourselves. What that looks like, what you call it. For me, it's none of my business. I know for me, it's definitely a connection to God, but um, I can imagine you looking back at the years of your life and having that deep faith now, recognizing that he was there. It reminds me, I have the actual, the poem behind me. I keep getting tempted to get up and reach for it, but the footprints in the sand. Yes. It reminds me that maybe you could look back and see all the moments he was holding you and uh, makes me emotional again. Sorry. That's okay. Um, guiding you in the times where maybe you felt so alone, but now you can look back and realize you weren't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you just, um, you know, you just feel that presence. It's, it's hard to explain if you're not, you know, if you don't have that faith in God, um, it's very, very difficult to explain, but you just feel that warmth. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. And to me, that gives so much purpose, but you know, I watch you now as a woman, as a mom, as a Nana, as a wife, as a businesswoman involved in your church. I mean, you're just this, it's very poetic, but it's true. Glorious Gloria. Like you're just glorious. And you also have this heart for charity. And you introduced me to this charity that I am determined at some point to get involved with because it, it was, I've been seeking charities for a really long time and I haven't felt a heart connection to one in particular. I definitely feel like I'd love to contribute to many, but I haven't had that connection to one until you explained to me, is it Fresh Air Fund? Is that the name of the charity? Absolutely. Yeah. I I would love to hear more about that because that was even the experience that little girl had. Remember you told me about the fridge and you heard overheard that conversation. Would you share that with people today? We were introduced to the Fresh Air Fund through our church. A young girl got up in front of the congregation and shared their story about how they were they were um, um, blessing a young boy with a, um, a summer vacation in Ontario, in Canada. And I thought, wow, you know, we seriously had debated on becoming foster parents, and we went through the training. And for reasons that I won't get into, we we made a conscious choice, my husband and I together, and said, this is not for us. It was almost like God was pulling us in a different direction. And so we decided to host a Fresh Air Fun Child. So this is an organization that's in New York City. And um, they actually have two segments of the summer program, one where the kids come to Ontario for anywhere from two weeks to eight weeks, depending on their age and, you know, the relationship and whatnot. And um, they also have a summer camp in New York, and that's more for music and drama. So we're very involved in the Fresh Air Fund in Ontario. We've had numerous children come in and, you know, it's such a blessing to be able to bring a little child into your home 
and to be able to share your experiences with them. But the biggest and best thing is that you learn so much from these these children. It's just like your heart just goes out for them. And it's such a sad time when they have to go home. You know, it's unfortunate this year with COVID that it's probably not going to happen. And, and I just my heart just breaks for all those kids that we're so looking forward to a summer vacation here in Ontario. And, you know, there's no expectation for you as a host family to do really anything with them. These kids are just so thrilled to come and roll around in the grass and, you know, learn new things. You know, some kids come and they don't know what sand is. Some kids come, they don't know what a park's like because they have never seen one, you know, so it's absolutely amazing. That's yeah, it's beautiful. a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I love when you explained it to me, because I remember seeking a little bit more information from you yeah. and you were saying, you just welcome them in your family. Like you said, there's no obligation to do anything or treat them differently. They just really want to have a family mm-hmm. experience. Yep. So remember you told me though about the phone call that the one girl made talking about the fridge, explaining it to her family, that she said there's like this rectangular thing and you open it and there's food in oh, it. Yeah, yeah, she was like... What is that big thing there, you know? And she was just really, um, you know, and these kids come and they're surprised by so many things. I bet. First off, they're, they're surprised by the size of your home because a lot of these um, children grow up in where there's three adults and three kids living in a two-bedroom apartment. Sometimes yeah. it's worse than that. Sometimes they're in shelters. Um, but yeah, she was just absolutely like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, and she was from someplace in Africa. I can't even think of it. It was one of our first children, I'm pretty sure, that uh, Rachel... And um, she was just like, oh, my goodness. She was just like so amazed at this big fridge. Why do you have such a big, what is this? You know, when you yeah. explain to her, it's for food. And, you know, she, it was funny because she told us, well, you know, we're a certain religion where we can't eat pork and this and that. And um, it was not true. I mean, you know, but those are the kinds of things that you experience because these kids just want to stay. They don't want to be well, you can't come because of that, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we've had, we've had a few kids and, um, and it's not because we didn't want to have them back. It just sometimes doesn't work out for the families. So, um, and we had the pleasure, the pleasure of having one of our fresh air fund children. She's older. She was 13 at the time. We actually flew her to Buffalo and picked her up and brought her home for our Christmas Oh, no way. I didn't know that story. Yeah, oh, how so precious. We spent, we picked her up on December 26th, and that was our family gathering. And um, then we took her home on January 2nd. Oh. And the beautiful thing was our family was just so fabulous and accepting, you know, and um, it, it just, it was just beautiful. It was oh. just beautiful. You know, makes my heart want to just explode. And just, I, I remember you telling me the story and I didn't know her name was Rachel, Rachel and the, seeing the fridge and, and being in awe. And I'll have to tell you, I wish I could meet Rachel to say to her the impact she had on me. Like there's a ripple effect right there because ever since I heard that story, I can't say every time, but many times now where I open my fridge, I think of that story and think how blessed I am that I have a door that I open where a light turns on, things stay cold, it's full. And when you shut the door and open it again, it's still full with the light coming on, you know? And I remember you describing that story to me and those little things that we take for granted in our lives until we realize that we should never 
and it can be gone tomorrow. And, you know, I just am so appreciative of learning these things and hearing these stories. And, you know, Rachel, this sweet little thing made an impact on me, Jen, in Ontario, who likely we'll never meet. But, you know, that story was just so impactful to me. And I, I shared it with my kids as well. And I love witnessing, Gloria, um, your heart being soft and generous when it could have hardened and it could have created walls around it to protect itself from any more hurts. And I'm just so grateful for your story because I think, well, I shared with you before we started that I was at Rachel Hollis's Rise Conference mm-hmm. and she does an exercise, Stand for Your Sister. So you get a piece of paper and there's many things on there, experiences or um I guess experiences is probably the best way to describe it. And you have to check them off and you fold the paper and then you pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it till you don't know whose paper you have or where your paper went. And you have to stand. And one of the questions was, I lo- I've lost a child. Mm. And my heart sunk with how many women stood for that. I, I honestly was completely naive to the amount of women who have lost a child in their lives. And that was really the spark for this podcast because I I was grateful you were willing to share this story of Curtis and yourself and your family. And I honor your children and thank you to all of them who, you know, were willing for this story to be shared. But I know this story, Gloria, and in honoring Curtis and his life and who he was in a positive way here is that someone's listening to this and will feel heart and soul connected to you and hopefully realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and they can do really good things with their life despite a horrible, horrible situation. Absolutely. And and that's one of the reasons I wanted to share is just that there is hope, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here we are dealing with with a, a pandemic right now. And, and one thing that comes to my mind a lot is that there is hope. There's hope. Right. Uh, but when you're in the middle of a struggle, sometimes it's very difficult to even imagine that there's any kind of hope, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're with somebody that's not supportive or you're alone. Um, you know, we always hear that you're never supposed to bury your children. You're supposed to bury your parents, you know, that kind of thing. And all I can say is that for me, it's a little bit more healing too to talk about it because um, the more you talk about things, the better, the better it and easier it gets for you. I mean, I remember many, many years. I mean, it, it gets easier. I shouldn't say it gets easier. Um, is every September 11th and September 5th, like, like that time frame is, is a very, very difficult time for me. I sometimes find myself going backwards and thinking, what could I have done differently? You know, and then I have to stop myself in my tracks and, and remember that, you know, God blessed you with that time that you had. And I learned a lot of lessons. And I just need to hang tight to the memories. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember one time um, on Oprah, I think it was Oprah. It doesn't matter, I guess. But there was a couple who had lost a child and they just couldn't make sense of it. They just couldn't get over it, especially the, the father. And whoever it was, there was a guest who was speaking to them and they said, but your child hasn't died because right now we're talking about that child and millions of people are hearing about your child. Do you see that that memory, that person, that child is still living in you and through you and especially being brave enough to share the story. And that's really hitting me right now with you that you, Curtis lives on, his memory lives on. And as a matter of fact, what a beautiful way to turn his life into something so positive than to see his mother 
and for you to be the evidence of a human being, a woman who stood up, softened her heart, opened herself up to spirituality, something more. You were courageous. You went and got a job. You picked up the pieces. You continued raising those children who needed you. There's just so many things. And I'm sure there was many, many more. I'm sure there was opinions and people telling you how and what to do. I I mean, we haven't even got into that, but I just want to really honor you, Gloria. I want to honor you for sharing your story. I want to honor every mom who either experienced losing a child or maybe in some way you were affected by that experience through someone. And to know, I thank you, Gloria, for saying you're not alone. I would love you to tell someone right now, even if it's not that they've lost a child, but they're just in a really dark, sad, lonely place. What would be the best piece of advice you would give somebody to work through that right now? Well, I know it it's probably sounds really vague, but you know, Stay, stay close to those that, that care about you. Um, don't be afraid to talk about how you're feeling, um, no matter what, because um, if people love you enough, they're going to understand. And you just never know who's going to be able to help you uh, through, through a tough, tough time, you know, and um, just remember that you're not alone. I know it's, it's, it's hard, but your family is one of the, the biggest your biggest supporters. And um, oftentimes people just don't know what to say. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to upset you. They don't want to um, say the wrong thing. So often they don't say anything or you need to be an advocate for yourself. You need to speak up and um, ask for help. Uh, That took me a lot of years to learn to ask for help. And uh, part of my reason was, you know, I didn't have the best supportive family, if you will, because they, in their own way, they blamed me because I didn't do with my life what they wanted me to do. Um, so I had to work through that. I had to really be strong and um, look for resources elsewhere. But um, yeah, just just lean on your family and your friends because that's important. Thank you. And one thing I really want to highlight from what you just said is being an advocate for yourself to stand up and say what you need, because I think it's very true that people don't know what to say. Should we mention something about Curtis? Should we pretend nothing's happening? So almost as the outsiders, we avoid the situation a little bit because we don't want to hurt the person. But in fact, by avoiding, we're hurting more. So I really appreciate you saying that because I think for me in the future, when I'm in a spot, you know, if I am, hopefully not, but if I am and life happens, I will never forget those words you just said. Tell people what I need. Tell people I need help. Be willing to share my feelings regardless of judgment or what I think people want to hear because you need to verbalize your emotions and how you're working through this and how you feel through that situation and, uh, and allowing space, giving some space to a person, but also giving space to yourself. Yeah. And, you know, Jen, I, I, I try to use that in everything in life because it's not just when you've lost something or something's tragic's happened. I mean, you need to, and it took me a lot of years to learn this, but you need to ask for what you want because if yeah. you don't, you're not going to get it. No. Or you maybe not as quickly as you might get it if you just speak up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And women, we just need to be way better at that. We need to just unleash ourselves from the idea that that's selfish or self-serving. And we're, you know, we keep thinking we have to be selfless people and I'm just, I'm over it. I think a lot of us are, and we're emerging on the other side and getting our way out of that. Um, but that's a very good point. So 
Gloria, in closing all of this, you are an icon to me just in all that you've worked through and the beautiful human being I get to experience through you. But tell the audience today, I finish every podcast this way and I'd love them to hear from you. How are you going to be iconic today? Well, just finding the best ways that I can, whether it's big or small, being able to serve, help others and just be a blessing because God's been a blessing to us, you know, and I, I think that that's just what it's all about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it is. And you walk that and you talk that and you are that and you are an empathetic, loving, beautiful human being, but friend and companion. And I know I am sorry. Again, please accept my condolences for all that you've been through, in particular, the loss of Curtis. And um, thank you for sharing this story and and allowing us in on your very precious life. And uh, I just want to honor your family again and thank them for their vulnerability through this as well. And just want to give you love. And I know you're going to receive love. How can people find you if someone wanted to reach out and, you know, this story resonated? How could they find you? Well, I'm on Instagram. It's happy and healthy with Gloria. And I have a Facebook page. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even know what I have it under. But <laughs> That's Instagram, okay. Instagram is probably the, the yeah. best. But Jen, I just feel so blessed and honored to have been able to be on here. It's like a, it's a really great growth opportunity for me. I, I've always not been that person that wants to put myself out there for fear of what other people are going to think. But um, I'm slowly learning that, you know, it really doesn't matter what other people think. This is my journey and this is my life. And, um, you know, I just have to accept that. And um, yeah, anyway, thank you so, so much. You're welcome so much. And I'm going to challenge you to something. Don't only accept it, but celebrate it, Gloria. Celebrate it all. The lessons, the beauty, because there's so much beauty in in all of this. And I just, I receive that. I'm grateful. And please know the pleasure was mine. Friends, go follow Gloria. Go give her some love. Let her know that this was a safe place for her to be. And if you could, you know, share this on your social media and tag her, tag myself, I would love to see the ripple effect of this beautiful woman who was open and honest and willing to share this story with us and and it's all about impact that's what we're doing here and you made a big impact so thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you jen Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how grateful I am. My heart is here to serve and build a beautiful community. And in that, I do want to mention something that's very important and exciting. I have a new freebie over at the website. Okay, so our website is jenspiegel.com. Shoot over there, pick up your new freebie. It is a 14-day launch strategy. This launch strategy has been used by hundreds of people, and I'll let you know a hundred times over. It has been uber successful because it is very succinct, concrete, and systematic on how to get out your new program, your new podcast. Maybe you're launching a new business. It does not matter what it is. Any launch needs a strategy. And so I am giving this to you for free. Shoot over to the website, download it. I promise you it will make the world of difference in terms of sales, promotion, engagement, excitement over that next launch you have. I'm so excited to gift it to you because I only ever gave this to my VIP clients, but I knew it was just another way I could give back to this beautiful community we're building. So let me know what you think of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, 
kind, leave a review today, shoot me off a message in the DM, share the podcast. It is the best way to continue building this community of beautiful people. And I just want to wish you a great day. But in fact, icons, why don't we go make it a great day? Mwah.